The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Well, beam me up. You are now rocking with the best. This is Talking Cowboys on a Tuesday. Mm. And I have my usual suspect with me, Mr. Isaiah Standback, former Cowboys wide receiver and Super Bowl champ. And, man, we've made a trade. For for one big play, first round player. Pick. First round pick. Uh, there's some guys that are gone now that this guy's here, but you know what? I feel like he's been itching his whole career to get down here. And, uh, yeah, for this show. For this show. Yeah. I'll and he's too. finally with mm. us. Okay, who we got? Mm. We got Nicholas Eatman in the building. What's up, Nick? What's up, man? Hey, Nick, is this the first time we've ever done a show together? Yeah. It is. Okay, good, because I would hate for you to say, like, no, it's the sixth time. <laughs> no, no, this is our first time. That's what I thought. We've had a lot of sports arguments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. First time I ever met this guy. I didn't even know him. It was, like, at a Christmas party. He was, I, I heard your show the other day. I, I, I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Respectfully. I, I was like, there was something like that. I was like, I respect oh. that. Yeah. Hey, you're used to it, Isaiah. Yeah, I am. I, 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 That's I, what I, I just tweeted out, though. I hit the transfer portal for one day. Is that I, I what like it, it is? I like, I like that. Or I should have kept it. You know what I should have said? I should. I was named an alternate because that's okay. kind of the theme of what's happening here this week. You are an alternate. Yeah, and I didn't pass like Dak. I, I took it. So, mm. yeah. Mm. My man, he's coming out with the five guns uh, blazing. I just don't understand. I think I, from what I heard, I know we're supposed to talk about uh, maybe Pro Bowl on the list. Maybe not. I don't yeah, know. we have a few things on the list. Just Dak, Dak said that, like, he, you know, I guess he wants to rest or that's what's been implied that he wants to rest. I've covered the Pro Bowl a couple of times. It's not boot camp. I mean, like, it's not like it'd be OK. I don't, yeah. I don't understand what's happening. I guess I don't know what his body feels like or whatever. But, man, I'm taking that that third Pro Bowl appearance if it's offered to me. I don't know. But it's not. I, so. Isaiah, what about you? What, what say you on on turning down the Pro Bowl? At the quarterback the, position, I'm yeah. taking it. It's pretty just chill. <laughs> it's super chill. Now, there's always a risk. I, I mean, I, that's the angle that he's taking. I totally understand that. There's always a risk to injury, even when you're in chill mode, okay? There's a reason why cats don't go back and play pickup basketball after mm-hmm. they done after they yeah. get done playing sports. But, you know, for the most part, to your to your to your point, you know, I was able to go attend the Pro Bowl when when Terrell made it, T.O. made it uh, in my first year here in 2007. Uh, he took the whole receiver group, and it was an awesome experience, man. Just team bonding, you know, being able to you know to celebrate those on your on your squad that had high achievements. Cause everybody has a part in that. Um, but you know, I don't know the reasoning for him stepping away and not wanting to participate, but. Every man has the right to make their own decisions. Well, fellas, I was going to ask y'all how y'all feeling today, but everybody's fired up. Nick brought the energy. I mean, he (laughs) came out blazing, saying he's in the transfer portal. Mm. But but before I get in trouble with the powers that be upstairs, Talking Cowboys is presented by Tito's, the official chip and dip, and the official chip of America's team. So I got to make sure I I do not want to. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I'm laughing because is it Tostitos? Tostitos. Tostitos. All right. What I say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I tried to say Tostitos. No, no. Tostitos. Okay. 
I, we got a new sponsor. <laughs> we got a new <laughs> Cool. That'd, yeah. that'd be all that's right, a, too. Hey, man, that's a little that Oak Cliff coming out. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, Tostitos, excuse me. There you go. All right, so, guys, over the weekend, obviously, we've had a lot going on with the AFC and NFC Championship. However, at 840 today, mm. an announcement was made, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on one Tom Brady walking away from football after 22 seasons, which is unheard of. And Isaiah, I'll start with you because you played with the man. I did. What were your uh, What was your reaction? Proud of him. Proud of him. Uh, I mean, he has set the mark that is maybe unattainable <laughs> by by most by most uh, standards. I mean, this dude is a. He's a professional, man. I mean, he's a great person. He's a great teammate. Uh, I haven't seen anybody work harder mentally at the game of football. I, obviously, when I was released here in 2009 um, at their camp, the last the last preseason game, my next stop two days later, I was in New England sitting in a meeting room with Tom Brady, right, in the quarterback room. So it was myself, Tom Brady, uh, and Brian Hoyer, and, and Billy O'Brien. And I was thrown into that, you know, and I had to learn what it meant at that level, right, at his level, to be a professional and to see, to watch his approach to the game, to watch his approach to fitness and training and, and practice and walkthroughs and just the attentiveness and his focus, it was amazing to be a part of it and experience it. Um, so I'm super duper proud of him and his career. Uh, I hate that somebody leaked it, you know, last week. That I can't believe that. But, you know, that's not going to take away any portion of what his what he's been able to accomplish in his career. What about yeah, you, Nick? I, I think he's, you know, he's obviously the most accomplished player, I think, in NFL history. Uh, and I don't even know if you can say arguably the best quarterback. You know, I mean, I, I've always been a guy that, that thought for one game, you know, Peyton Manning, I'd take him. But I mean, I don't know how you can, or you can argue that, really. Um, but I will say this about Tom Brady, and this is absolutely 1,000% not a dig at him. I think what he did is he took the term bus driver and, and threw it out the window. <laughs> mm. Because to me, Tom Brady – has been a bus driver quarterback, and that is not a bad thing. It was considered a bad thing at one time, but now it's like this is he's doing exactly what you've got to do. And there's nothing wrong with being a bus driver. Sometimes you got to go 20 through a school zone. Sometimes you got to go 90. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're driving with a bomb, and they're like speed. You know the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to drive this thing. Sometimes you take it off into the ditch. Do whatever you got to do, but control it at all times, at all speeds. Take a four yard pass. Take it 60. He is, I think, the, the best at it at all time, and he's never got greedy. He didn't, he didn't get greedy. He was like, whatever's here is there. And that's the one thing I do think Dak could, could learn the best is don't be so greedy. You're in. you got a contract. You're going to be the starter. Just just take what's there, and, and let's keep rolling. And so much of my comments, I know Heckman and I get into it all the time, so many, so much of my comments when it comes from the quarterback position doesn't just come from my personal experience of playing the position, but also sitting in that meeting room with TB12 for that year and really understanding the conceptually how to help a team win ball games. Yeah. So, so much of my comments come from this man right here in terms of taking what the defense gives you. Take the little dumb, you know, how many times does he throw it to, to, to his running back? You know, that's a sure. that check down all the time. Why did he always make sure that he had a good scat back? Because that's it was valuable to him. He understood that they're going to have to be coverage down the field. So to your point, Nick, I do I wholeheartedly agree that Dak can take a big chunk out of, out of Tom Brady's book and, and not only just make his career a lot last a lot longer, yeah. but help this organization be in a position to win some Super Bowls. Look, man, I'm not going to hold any punches on this one, man. I For a, lot, a good part of his career, I have not liked Tom Brady yeah. as a player. <laughs> yeah, me too. He's, he's, he's had me in a submission hold his whole career, just being successful and yeah. beating you down. And my favorite Tom Brady moment 
has to be in the Super Bowl versus Atlanta when he's down 21 3. Mm. He's down 28 3. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting there on the bench and they're panning right on him. And it's like the death of a dynasty right in front of you. It's like, it's finally over. He's just going to walk off into the sunset. And that Joker got up. Mm. And he brought this team back and won a Super Bowl. And to me, that was that was my moment where I said, I, I, I just can't do this anymore. Like, right. This is greatness. I am watching something great. And what he did last year, which it yeah. just he just echoed, he just went on even further that, with how great he is. That was. happens to me with a lot of athletes, like younger in their career. Whether maybe they're on a team you don't like, but when they keep going and keep going, and they get you know an older guy, and then there's a there's a young guy. Uh, you know, now that comes along, that's kind of pushing them. That happened to me with Brett Favre. Mm. That happened to me with Kobe Bryant. You know, like the older that they get, and you're like, I don't really know if I'm pulling for them and their team, but like, you got to respect what they've done for so long. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it, it happens. You know, and he he's in that category for me. Like, how how can you hate this guy? You can't. And, and speaking of man, that's a that's a good transition for the AFC Championship. Talking about a young gun going up against a guy that has done it a few times so far. Now, um, what did you guys think in that showdown between Mahomes and Burrow in well, the AFC Championship? Uh, Tell it two halves. I feel like the Cowboys Nation knows a lot about that mm -hmm. through a couple of our games this year, uh, but I think Mahomes. The first half balled out. That, that first half, they took care of business. They were the Kansas City that everybody expected. The second half, I don't know what was going on. I mean, the coverage was good. They had He had all the time in the world pocket-wise, and then he was just running around like a Tasmanian devil and making <laughs> bad decisions. And it was like, what the heck is going on? I honestly feel as if they got comfortable. Yeah. I honestly feel like four straight trips to the AFC Championship game, eh, whatever. You know, whatever happens, happens. Versus a team that was super-duper hungry, hasn't been there since Jesus was born, and they're like, we're not missing this opportunity. <laughs> I think that was the difference in the game. And obviously, you see the heads hanging low. You know, they missed the opportunity. And, and Nick, yeah. tying this into a question, tying this into the Cowboys, that first half, when you watch Andy Reid not kick a field goal at the mm. end of the first half, yeah. um, and that I don't know it. if it was that arrogance, was it. I don't know if it's arrogance or if it's analytics or if they all go in together at this point, does it remind you of some of the struggles that we've had, you know, coaching-wise, yeah. clock management-wise? Did that kind of take you back deja vu? I think, I think so. I mean, I'm not a big, like, uh, uh, big on clock management. Um, against McCarthy that much, um, okay. and I and I have I said this I think last week, and I'll, I'll explain it again later on. But but for that particular one, I just thought you know there there's, there should have been two plays, and you know he threw he, he Mahomes messed it up. I mean he threw it to a guy, and and he thought maybe he would he would break a tackle and didn't get in. But I mean that was that was where the game was lost at the end of the first half, end of the game or in a regulation. They had the ball first and goal in the one, first and goal in the five. They got three points out of it. That's the game. I mean, I think if you score a touchdown there, especially a touchdown, was it twenty one to ten? Yeah. It's twenty eight ten and they're not coming back from that. Yep. Yeah, and my my whole thing was even in the first half, I thought when they didn't kick the field goal, I said, "Did they gonna lose this game?" Yeah. Simply because that's your ball game right there, as you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. If you're if you just play a little bit of defense in the second half, they tie you up, you win the game on a field goal. You don't even need to, and that's again the the end of the first half, and then the end of the second half with yeah. the miscues. And I just thought that that was really something to see uh, those coaching mistakes, and again tying it back into the Dallas Cowboys. But man. We got to go over to the NFC because Isaiah Stanback has been 
L.A. Rams from the beginning and, and just basically saying that this is a team of destiny. What was what were your impressions of the game versus the 49ers? They showed out. I mean, all, everybody who needed to step up, all the acquisitions that they made to ensure right. that they had this opportunity showed up. This was, That's what I was saying. You, they were not going to miss this opportunity. Von Miller, even though he didn't show up in the stat line, he affected the doggone game in a major way. Aaron Donald, you saw him mm-hmm. soft-spoken, right? He's the Amari Cooper of, of defense alignment, right? He's very soft-spoken, but he pulled that team together. He was like, hey, Figure this crap out, right? And he went out there and led by example. He was dominant, causing all kinds of all kinds of issues. Big gains right there in the middle from UW. He killed it as well. And then you go on to the back half, right? Then you got Ramsey and then offensively, Odell Beckham, even all the Matthew Stafford making good decisions. All these guys took care of business, right? And they took the 49ers out of their game. They took them out of their game. They yeah. they were no longer able to play the bully ball that we've heard about this entire, you know, playoff run. Were you shocked by the 49ers and the way that they came out? Uh, I mean, they had a lead, and it seems like they just could not hold on to it. For a second there, yeah. it looked as though like the game was yeah. over. Uh, but what were your impressions well, of the NFC I thought, Championship? I, I thought those are two great teams that know each other well. I thought it was going to be a good game. It was kind of the, the flip of the game we saw in Week 18. Yep. When I was pulling for the wrong team, uh, I was thinking that was that was good that the 49ers won. You know, right. <laughs> now nah, in hindsight, I, I wish it, that didn't happen. But um, you know, Isaiah said it best. I mean, those guys that came in, I mean, they all did their thing. And, and I'll throw another one in because I don't think he was this year. It might have been the year before, but it kind of seemed like it started with that trend with Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the tackle and who you know looks like Santa Claus but like he's still balling he's balling. still playing you know and that guy is is outstanding and I just think I hope that the teams and the Cowboys too look at that and go you know what this win now approach I mean not not. Go ahead. Yeah, you get because you're getting ahead. Okay. That was I my get name. Okay. Yeah, pull that, pull back a little okay. bit because that was the, my next right. question. After watching what they did, after watching the championship weekend, how far? Or did you look at TV? Were you looking at your television mm-hmm. like we're nowhere close to that, or no. we're right there uh, as far as being in those championship games? Well, I can't say that because I've never been there. I've never been to a championship game. I don't even know what that's like. But I think this team is close. I, 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 they are close. They were close to the teams that beat them. They just not good enough to beat them. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I think that this team is. I mean, they were close to the Chiefs relatively, with playing with you know kind of shorthanded there. I mean, but I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, this is good. I mean, they 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 were way better than the teams in their division and the teams that were mediocre. But they weren't ready to take that next level, and it's gonna be tough to do that with losing some of the players they're gonna lose. But you know. Coaches but, should be back. You know, you know the bandwagon I've been on. Hey, I, <laughs> listen here, it frustrates me, and I get it. As a general manager of an organization, you have to prepare your team for the future. Right, you have to secure the future of the organization, but the future doesn't mean a doggone thing if you don't take care of the now. Sometimes the now predicates, you know, has a, has a big effect over on what's going to happen down the line. So if you're not balling out and winning ball games, going to the playoffs, winning championships, then who really wants to come play for you? Yeah. You know, so people come. They, they, people go to different organizations for two reasons: money, championships. That's it. I don't give a dog on what anybody else says. I'm going to get paid, or I'm going to win a championship. And sometimes I would give on the money to get a championship. We see that. We saw that in Tampa, right? We've seen it over and over again. Guys want to go play with TB12. Dallas Cowboys have had a number of opportunities to go and secure the bag in terms of getting a dominant player that could really push them over the edge, and they've pulled back numerous times, mm-hmm. numerous times. 
Not just once, not with the honey badger and everybody. I can go down the line of all these guys that, that could have True. had a big effect on this roster now, right? Just as just throw the money out there, kick the can down the road with the other stuff like we always like the Cowboys always do, and secure the bag. They didn't do so, right? So they even with that, even with that statement, they still had a stacked roster. They still have one of the most talented rosters in True. the league, top three, I would have to say, next to KC and LA. As I, would, I, would, I would stand behind that all day long. But play calling, players not making plays, all those things came out to the same result that they've had in the past. It has to change. Do you put a trigger on something major going forward? I don't know. But to Nick's point, you got to make sure that you have the, the the foundational pieces in place going into next year now. I'm not ready to do what the Rams did. I'm not ready to, no, to, no. to not pick, I mean, before the next Olympics here. I mean, like, that. They're not, they don't pick for, like, three years <laughs> in the it. first round. Yep, 2024. 2024. Um, yep. Man. Um, but I, I, I just feel like I've always thought this. You're in the third round. You're in the fourth round. Teams want picks. And you, you look at a guy, like, I'm not even going to throw a name out there, but I'm just saying you find a player that is last year, second to last year in his contract, they'll trade him, they'll dump him. You know, like that's what I would do. I would try to get a player like that instead of, I mean, so, oh, okay, so I don't get another Odigizua or Chauncey Golston or whatever, Jabril Cox, third or fourth round. But I get a guy that's, they, now the money's a little different. But if you can handle it on your on your salary cap, I mean that's what the Rams did, and they didn't just trade first round picks. I mean they they, they figured yeah. out ways to get these guys. But speak historically from the Dallas Cowboys, and they've made those kind of trades before with uh, a Joey Galloway or trading to for Roy Williams or trading up to get Roy Williams or even trading for Amari Cooper. Those haven't necessarily paid dividends for them. So do you think they're gun-shy to do that now, or do you think they just hadn't found the right combination or guy that's going to fit their system? I think all three of those are a little different. I really do, and I say that. Joey got hurt. And then the quarterback got hurt, and then that was, and then he was catching passes from Quincy and Anthony Wright and all the Sterner. Um, But Roy, you know, I think that's a good example. You were here when Roy got traded, Mm -hmm. right? See, that was interesting because I don't think he did anything that first year. It took him a little bit. I got to give the Rams credit, not just bringing the guys in, but their coaching staff of figuring out ways to get them to play at that level. Because Roy Williams, when he got here, was not ready to to be the star that's worth of a first round pick. I think he needed an off season and all that. And that, that's what's kind of tough with receivers. Von Miller, I mean, go go rest the passer. I mean, I don't know how much there is for him to. See part of it. My whole thing is, uh, it's a different psychology. The Rams don't give a dog on about years down the road. No, because that's that's good. it's down the road. Obviously, it's down the road. Where like what, what can I what can I control? I can control today and hopefully tomorrow, right? That's all I have control over. But I'm gonna take care of today. So remember when they brought in Odell Beckham? Who who, who were their receivers? Cup and Woods, right? Yeah, Cups, Woods, Jefferson. Van Jefferson, yeah. right? Then Woods got hurt, right? So they had Van Jefferson, Cup. And and they had and they Odell. had Odell, but they were intending on having a four-headed monster at receiver, plus Higby, right? They're, they didn't give a dog on, right? Acres, Sony Michelle in the backfield, right? They've been they've been building this for a minute now, so they wanted an offense that was impossible to stop, and they secured that. Impossible to stop. I don't care if you, you can't stop our receivers, you can't stop our tight ends, you can't stop our running backs, you can't stop our quarterback. At all levels, mm-hmm. we're going to dominate you offensively. Cool. Now let's move to the defensive side of the ball. How can we ensure that we always have guys that can take care of business? Okay, okay. Let's go ahead and get Ramsey. All right, Ramsey, the best shutdown corner in the league, right? One of the few, if one, one or two shutdown yeah. corners in the whole league, right. legitimately, right? Let's grab Ramsey. Okay, okay, cool. We got Ramsey. We got the secondary. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go out there and grab. Oh, crap. Who can go good with Aaron Donald? 
oh, Von Miller. Yeah, let's make it happen. I don't care how it has to happen. Let's make it happen. Let's get let's get it. Let's get this on the books. So they 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 single handedly went out there and said, "These are our guys. These are the guys that are going to push us over the edge. We don't want guys that are going to give us a chance. We want guys that are going to make us dominant." And when these guys are all playing their best, they're all hungry. They all want to ring, and they're all willing to go out there and do whatever it takes at their position. Put them in position to be successful, much like Dan Quinn did this year. Put guys in position to be successful. But these are all hungry, dominant players in the league, not guys that are question marks, not guys that may give you an edge. No, these guys are effective. And I wish that Dallas would do that. Now, they still had a chance. I'm saying that Dallas still was more than in position to take care of business this year, and they just didn't with the roster that they had. Jerry Jones and Will McClay, those guys, amazing freaking job stacking this roster up. Unfortunately, in the league, we know it's hard to double double down on that, right? And Kansas City has done it. Tampa Bay has done it. But it's very difficult to retain guys. Now, they have their pieces in. I'm sure we'll talk about that. This, the guys are, that are they were able to retain coaching-wise. But it makes it very difficult going forward now because now not only are you looking at, ah, oh, well, we could have got these pieces that really would have pushed us over the edge. Now they're back to the conversation of, all right, now we need the foundational guys. Who's going to be on our depth now? They can't even talk about the big-time players now. Yeah, you, you're going to have us in a position. I'm glad you're not the general manager. We wouldn't be picking till 2028. Hey, we, we, hey, but guess what? <laughs> hey, you, hey, it wouldn't be the Rams, though. It wouldn't be the Rams. We wouldn't be talking about the 90s. <laughs> yeah, we sure would. <laughs> I mean, like, if they lose, if the Rams lose to the Bengals, was it worth it? Yes, because yeah. you had a chance. Yeah. And, 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 and you're <laughs> I, saying, yes, it's worth it. I think so. To be in the Super Bowl, yeah, I mean, that's all you can. That's what you I play mean, for. That, that's what you play for. I mean, it'll go down. The game will be close in the fourth quarter. You're not going to blow out the Bengals. I mean, they're, they're not going to go down. I mean, so right. they'll, they'll, they'll fight back, and, and I think it'll be close. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't see it being a failure. Now, if they didn't make the Super Bowl, yeah, That's a failure. Then they fell short of, that's a failure. of their goal. But, yeah, to get there, I mean, and, and they're going to struggle. I mean, the Rams – are going to struggle after this. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback's older, and all those pieces they can't keep them on. And then not, they don't have the draft picks. They will str- they will struggle. But it's worth it if you go and win and win. You you play for one reason, man. People in Cowboys Nation are holding on to what? What's the last championship that was here? Ninety five. Ninety five. That's what people are holding on to. They're holding on to that. Like Teddy Ruskin, that's the we're holding hope, on to that. Right? That's the hope. They literally are grasping that thing. Like, you remember back in 95? Well, we was killing them. That's what they're holding on to. Now, the last opportunity that they've had was back then. That's the last shot that the Cowboys have had at a Super Bowl. I'm talking about being yeah. in the game. Yeah. Well, right? You're not going to keep any, any fans. I mean, you talked about holding on. There's people that are listening right now that weren't alive. They, they want to. They want to be a Cowboy fan. Yeah. God bless them because, yeah. I mean, like, you know, they, they, what do they have to cheer for? I mean, what, what have they had? What has been their, their moment? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, yeah, you're saying older fans are holding on to Correct. it. Younger fans are they, looking for something to grasp. They don't have it. Yep. So, agreed. Well, we're going to look for something to hold on to in the second <laughs> segment because Kyle Yeomans is going to be calling in from Mobile, Alabama from the Senior Bowl. We're going to find us another dog down there in Future Cowboy. Stay with us here on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Head to AT&T Stadium March 5th and 6th for the legendary Western Weekend featuring the 2022 PBR Global Cup USA and the American Rodeo. Don't miss the fun-filled weekend capped off with a performance by Grammy Award-winning superstar Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Get your tickets at SeatGeek.com, the official ticket provider of AT&T Stadium. I want to go. That's one of your reads? Yeah, I want to go. Right. Hook your boy up. About DCU and <laughs> partnerships <laughs> and WrestleMania. That's all I got is WrestleMania. I didn't get any of I'm that. I'm trying to go to that too. Well, when you get when you know the person personally that hands these out, mm. you mm. you kind of get oh, you get peppy that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, so you were, if you were a WWE, WWE superstar, what would, what would your name be? Oh God, Manhead. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what man. the f- damn it. The incredible heck. The incredible heck. Chris, help us out. Heck Hogan. Heck Hogan. Well, my head's been the size of like five, man. you know what I mean? So it's like, the, head, the head lieutenant from Olympic <laughs> Color. <laughs> For those that don't know who that is, go look it up. <laughs> We got it. See, this is how you do. I knew you at some point, and I was prepared to say he's gonna do it, and I can't. I can't let you do me like this. You're gonna you don't. Me up. You don't ask that question if you don't have your own answer. No, I, you What's know what? Your... I tried out for the WWE. When? Uh, what? Yeah. Just when you think you know a guy, what's happening? Yeah, I went down there for a tryout. What year? What year are we in? What? Twenty-two. I think I went down there in like two thousand seventeen, maybe sixteen, seventeen. I'm taking it. Didn't go well. No, they Mr. offered me. Stand I turned you more personality. I'm sorry, sir. No, no, it was good. It was fun. They offered you a deal. They offered me a deal. Yeah. And you said no. Yeah, I said no. It wasn't enough money to, to be moving my family down to, down to Orlando. Yeah. yeah, it was I good. I can see this, bro. It was good. It was awesome. It it's, all makes I'll sense I'll show you the now. YouTube video. It's on YouTube. It all makes sense. Can, can you do the moves? I, you know, it was a it was a three-day camp, I think it was. And my, oh, my God, my body hurt so bad. I have a, I, After that, I had a whole new respect. I understand. I don't want to ruin it for the kids, but you, we all know what wrestling is, okay? But the physicality? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Top rope, oh, all that. Bro, all we, I didn't get there. All we did was we did we did handstands, somersaults, flips, you know, bumps is what they call it when you hit the, you know, hit the uh, mat. 
running the ropes, my back, bro, was <laughs> done. You know it's elevator cables. The ropes are elevator cable wrapped in tape. Yeah. So if you don't hit it right, it yeah. will take your soul from you. But my whole lats, my back was all just ripped up and red all and right. swollen. It was bad. I'll show you guys a video. Uh, I, I know there's different terms. I'm sorry. I don't have the right terms. I mean, but are you a good guy or a bad guy? Heel, I think, is the term. Oh, I was a good guy. I was a real one. You going to be a good guy? Oh, yeah, I was a good guy. You might be one that yeah. turns, though, on your yeah, tag everybody team turns. partner. Everybody turns. Yeah. They, they make everybody turn. I am so impressed right now. Can you tell by my face? Oh. I am impressed right now. I'm a big WWE fan. That's huge. Crazy. Huge. Who's Whenever they favorite? come into town, I'm there. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Stone Cold, hands down. Okay. What about yeah. you? Coco Beware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was his parent's name? Oh, don't do me like that. Damn it. He can't be a big fan. He ain't a big fan. <laughs> Dang it. Coco Beware. I mean, I love Coco Beware. I know, Beware. I did too. I, I did too. I What's think his parent's name? Frankie. Oh, wow. I thought you didn't know that. <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> it sounds right. right like that. <laughs> well, let's get this thing back on the road. Right. You got to tell me, who's your favorite WWE? I mean, the Von Erics. I mean, but they're not, you know, just Kevin's with us now. But, uh, yeah, I like the I like yeah. the Von Erics for sure. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I liked, uh, I mean, I like Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah, he was, he Macho, Macho Man Savage. Savage. Absolutely. What's up, Chris? Who's, who's yours? Yeah, Beamer, what you got? No, I was just looking up this, and it says on Twitter, Frankie. Blue and yellow maca named Frankie. Yes. Damn, Damn that loser. He killed that me. Is yeah. my <laughs> guy. I know my wrestling hey, sort man, of. Wrestling no, I'm not real. Rob Phillips. <laughs> there is no way. Have y'all, knew y'all that. done this with Rob? Well, he was with the Undertaker on the side. I'm, we're still. I mean, all you have that. to do is just be like, uh, "Hey, Rob, uh, WrestleMania 9. He's like, "Well, well yeah, that was when the Ultimate Warrior fought Sergeant Slaughter." Yeah, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it's, to the venue. It's yeah. really kind of Rain Man esque the way that it he is. does that. I, I really, I think he has it written down somewhere. There's no, no way nah, that he knows it like he can that. Do it. It's like Nick with games. Super Bowls is kind of my thing. I could do that, but he. What he's got, I mean, it's just two teams playing in the Super Bowl, and it's a party everyone goes to. He knows the headline. For him to get, like, WrestleMania 21, it was like, well, you know, Tugboat won the Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) 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 I am such a loser. (laughs) Right. I mean, if you get that right, yeah. What about uh, Jake the Snake? Uh, My son son is named Jacob, and we call him Jake the Snake. Snake. What was his snake's name? Don't, don't do it. Why are you doing me like this, man? Damien. Damien. I think. I'm yeah. pretty. That sounds right, but yeah. You know that. this, man. You're just showing out right now. No. You got me with the oh, pair. Yeah. And now you get me I'm with showing this. out with my 80s wrestling. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> but look, let's get Sorry. let's get this thing back on. Senior Bowl. Uh. Senior Bowl is going off. And Kyle Yeomans, I, I think I could hear him breathing on the Ooh. phone. Kyle Yeomans, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good. It's probably the wind because I, I kind of escaped all the way up to the top of the stadium here because I'm still trying to get a look at some guys while I'm late, waiting on you to ask me who, who mm. my favorite wrestler is. Oh, well, well, let us ask. Who is your favorite wrestler, Kyle oh, Yeomans? I'm, I'm with Isaiah 100%. Stone Cold all day, every all day. Right. You and T. Grad, my friend, yeah. the North Texas brethren. So, yeah, go Stone Cold. I liked him before I knew he went to North Texas, but... Mm. Now, now it's solidified. Okay. Are there any offensive linemen down there that <laughs> remind you of Stone Cold mm. Steve Austin? Have you found them yet? Uh, there's a couple guys that are bigger than Stone Cold, so that's exciting. That's actually who I'm watching right now. So they've got they've got all of the position groups separated at the moment, and I'm right up on top of the offensive line. I, and really, 
I, I tweeted this out a couple moments ago, but Trevor Penning, offensive tackle slash guard out of uh, Northern Iowa, he's probably going to be a tackle because he's six foot seven and just a long, lean machine. I mean, this guy is the most physical, imposing guy uh, out on the field at the moment. But there's a couple guys. There's uh, Gadecki out of Central Michigan who could potentially be a guard and maybe swing out the tackle as well. He's had a pretty good couple of reps. And then uh, I really like uh, Falale from uh, Minnesota who is out here as well. So there's three guys that I've already tabbed, guys, that could potentially come and slide in and fit into a potential mix if the Cowboys wanted to potentially go to that offensive line. Hey, Kyle. What's up? Any centers out there? (laughs) Uh, Not that I can really see. Nobody's snapping at the moment, at least near me. I'm the complete opposite side of the quarterbacks. And they – they waited until, like, I mean, Robert Sala and company, the, the Jets coaching staff is the one that's leading this practice. It started, quote-unquote, at 1130. And, I mean, we're at, what, almost 12, and we're in the first drill. So I haven't gotten to see a whole lot of centers yet, but I'll let you – I'll get back to you on that one for sure. Isaiah, you got anything for Kyle? Uh, Kyle, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, Isaiah? Good. I'm kind of worried though, because you're out of breath. You said you went up the up the stadium stairs. Oh, and then I'm not out you of try breath. to blame Don't it on worry. the wind. I just no. can you just make sure that nope. you're staying on your training regimen. Um, uh, <clears throat> I am. I am. I'm okay. good. No, this is definitely the wind. I promise. Okay, I'm cool. Not out of breath. Are there any, um, you know, big boys up front on the defensive line? Are there any, you know, guys that can consume some blockers for us on that defensive front? Are you seeing anything down there? Yeah, I think there's a couple of guys. I mean, those trash cans full of dirt types that, mm-hmm. that we kind of called like Quentin Bohanna last year. There's a couple of those guys down here. But, of course, the Cowboys have a they have a track record of picking defensive tackles out of Mobile. I mean, look at just two years ago, Neville Gallimore in the third round, Osa Digizua last year. They, they like picking interior linemen that they get a really good look at. And I, I, I've seen Will McClay kind of wandering that direction on the field surface and on the sideline. Perrion Winfrey is one guy that I really like. He, he may not be available if the Cowboys wanted to wait into the second round to pick him, which I don't think he would be a, an option at 24. I think he'd be a little bit rich uh, for that. But if, at 58, that's certainly a spot where he could land and, and maybe be uh, an investment in terms of stopping the run. Out of Oklahoma, he's a bigger player. He was a transfer that came in after Neville Gallimore. And honestly, his tape is, is better at stopping the run than Neville Gallimore. Gallimore could rush the passer a little bit, but, but Perion Winfrey looks like a guy who can maybe stop the run. So I'm excited to see what he has uh, this week. And we'll get a better look at that when we get into team drills to Isaiah because there's a really talented class of running backs. I feel like maybe eight of my ten top running backs – are in Mobile right now. And so I think there's a good chance you're going to see exactly how an offensive line is going to get moved by those big trash can full of dirt types in the middle of the defensive line, which is what the Cowboys could be looking for. Hey, Kyle, do you have your roster in front of you? Uh, it's on my phone. I've been going uh, the digital route today. So right. what, what do you need to know? I was just going to say, tell me who's who's practicing what team and, and look at their corners. And then just because okay. because I know how you've got it, usually uh, you know you're all, you got all this color coded sheets and all that stuff. Yeah. Just go by the height, the tallest corner that you're watching. That's the guy Dan Quinn's looking at right there. Okay. If you got anybody in the sixth range, that's yep. it. 
I've got I've got your name, and and I mentioned him on the draft show last week. But Tariq Woolen, uh, out of UTSA, Reek the Freak is what Reek they call the him. Freak. Heckman got a chance to see him with right. me when all that North Texas UTSA game. Six foot three, he was a wide receiver turned corner, which of course the Cowboys like those guys. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. Um, so they, different they, competition they, there, Alabama and UTEP. Yeah. Big week for him though, right? I mean, yeah. this is this this is where those guys have to show that all right, yeah. I didn't just do it in Conference USA. I'm doing it. Correct. Yeah, that's kind of what what I'm I'm leading into because he did it in the best competition games that they had all year. I mean. Western Kentucky, who has a quarterback here and a wide receiver here, and Bailey Zappi and a, a wide receiver slot guy that, that Woolen actually got to cover a little bit, and he shut him down for one reception for six yards. And, and so even the best competition that he's seen still is Good. here in Mobile, but now he's got an even playing field. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do. Uh, moving into the latter practice. He's not on the field at this very moment, but he will be in the late practice, and I think he could certainly kind of rise up draft boards and maybe be on the radar for the Cowboys if they wanted to take a guy moving forward. we got Kyle Yeomans on the phone from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And, Kyle, i got to ask you about wide receivers and with Michael Gallup possibly uh, leaving in free agency and who knows what's going to happen with Amari Cooper. i uh, got to ask, man, is there any Debo Samuels prototypes down there? Do we have, do we have any of those Tariq Hills laying around? Any, ask, any of those guys? That's a big ask. God, wouldn't that be nice if you could just have a tag on a guy? <laughs> I'd say, hey, he's going to be Debo Samuel. That sounds great. Uh, probably the, the closest thing, maybe not to Tyreek Hill, but the closest thing to what the Cowboys could see is Jahan Dotson. Uh, he's my number five rated wide receiver. He's the top guy here at the Senior Bowl. He's from Penn State. Five foot 11, 185 pounds. Uh, really, really solid football player. Played in the slot. He played a little bit outside, but I don't know if he would necessarily translate that into the NFL. I think for the most part, he'll probably stay as a slot receiver. But even if a guy like Gallup comes back and they hold on to Amari and CD, I mean, there's a guy that could rotate in and successfully play uh, meaningful snaps and, and, and play some meaningful time uh, with the, with this offense. And I think he's going to probably, he's probably limited this week. So that's kind of sad that I don't know if we're going to get a whole lot of chance to see him, but he's on the senior bowl list. He's down here in Mobile, and, and hopefully he's uh, he's somebody that the Cowboys could maybe look at as well moving forward. All good, Kyle. Well, thank you hold so on, much. Hold on, I have a question for him. You got a question. Okay, yeah. my bad. Kyle, well, you've had two meals there, I would imagine, since you've been in Mobile. What, what have, where have you gone, or just what have you eaten? Okay, so the first one, first stop, and, and it was actually the place where I learned about your Super Bowl trick was Moe's Barbecue. Okay. Uh, Good. So we went to Bo's for lunch yesterday. There you go. And last night I met a friend of mine out for sushi at a place called Clucks. Okay. Uh, and it's a uh, it was like a, a homegrown sushi bar, like from from boat to table sort of deal. And I had this like big sushi roll. It was called the donkey. All right, yeah, I lost. It doesn't matter. When you said barbecue, I was good. That was it. I mean, yep. as long as the you just went to Mobile and yeah, at least, you know, one time, maybe two or three, whatever. Got to get barbecue if you go down there. What's, oh, yeah. The or anywhere. What's the Super Bowl trick? I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Where you can name every player and every coach, or not coach, every player or MVP. Ah, okay. Like that. Yeah, that Super Bowl trick. You, you mentioned it a moment ago. With oh, you oh yeah, we had that conversation at the. Okay, my bad. We we, we yeah, went. Yeah. yeah, I was. 
I go to like when we go to the Senior Bowl. I mean, I'm going to like every barbecue place there is. So I mean, yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. It really is. Most that's right. Well, right. Kyle, I I'm the first trip though. All right, I am keeping your seat warm today, sir. And I've I got Chris Beam yelling in my ear to get off with you. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just joking okay. with you, man. But it's all good. We will be here waiting on you when you return. When are you getting back? By the way, uh, new Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. We would get back on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's where Nick will be putting rose petals on the ground. We'll see you then, bro. Thank goodness. I love it. <laughs> Later. See you. Okay. Yo. So he ain't getting back Thursday. I'm just gonna tell you. Right that now. that is not. That's happening. not happening. Uh, and maybe it he sounds da- good. Does he not know what's he knows, about? He knows a little bit. We we've talked about the weather and all that, but I don't think that's happening on Thursday. So when you see that weather alert, you don't even yeah. Anyway, because he's from Seattle, so obviously what this is like oh it doesn't happen. It, it, this Texans is freaking out, man. It's cold weather. So, if you don't know this, in Dallas, we're expecting some inclement weather on Wednesday night and Thursday. And guaranteed schools will be closed on Thursday. They're already gearing up for it. <laughs> my, my kids say, we, we may not have school on Thursday. I said, why? I said, because it's going to be cold. I'm like, turn the heat on. Yeah, well, we call it snowmageddon around here. We <laughs> just get it. Right. But this power grid ain't no telling if we'll have some. Yeah, if we so. can just get some lights. That's yeah. Good. But going back to the Senior Bowl, guys, I, and I don't know, obviously, what you know about the, the players. Yeah. Huh? No, go ahead. The players that we are expecting. But as far as, you know, obviously looking around the NFL, and we talked about being close uh, to uh, championships weekend, any players in particular you're looking at or any group in particular you're looking at? I know you said something about defensive line, yeah. center. Are those the positions in, in particular that you're looking for? I think for this team to be where they want to be, I think you have to secure the offensive line. Just right off the bat. I mean, you're you're asking you're asking a lot of Dak now. Obviously, he has a lot of work he has to do this offseason. Kellen Moore has a lot of work he needs to do this offseason. Everybody has work to do, but you can't do any of it offensively unless you have those guys up front there taking care of business. You can't have a run game with with the inexperience that we have at the guard and in, in, uh, in center position, and you can't have an effective passing game when you're giving up that kind of pressure from the interior offensive line. You just can't. You can't afford it. Our, so our bookends are perfectly fine. I think Collins and, and Tyron Alonso, they don't neither one of those guys try to shut it down. I mean, call it a career. I think you're good there. Obviously, you got you got big boy, you know, at the, at the right guard position. Martin, he's good. Now it's just a matter of getting, hey, can, is Biotis going to be your guy uh, or in we know Connor is not the guy going forward so left guard for sure and then I think you have to look at uh, somebody who can challenge Biotis and push him maybe to the level he needs to be playing at what about you Nick? totally agree with that I mean and I think that you know when you're looking at senior bowl where you're you know these it's when you're picking at 24, you can get value. You can get value there. You can get maybe the best center, or maybe not the best center because the guy from Iowa here is really good. But, yeah. I mean, if you can get a guard center, those guys are usually ready to play, and they you can get them at that rank. You can't – if you get a wide receiver or defensive end or 24, you know, who knows if they might be the fifth or sixth best one. Um, I will go back to what he said about the running backs. He said eight of his ten running backs are there. That that means that they're all seniors. Mm-hmm. I don't think this means that it's a great class of running backs. I could be wrong there, but typically, if you're a running back and you're a junior, you're ready to get out. Yeah, you're not going. You're going to get paid for getting hit, mm-hmm. um, and so you don't see a lot of great senior running backs. So to have them there, and if that is the best in the group, maybe that you know it doesn't mean that there's going to be. It doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of great running backs this year, but that's. That's okay. I mean, that was just my observation. I and mean, that's not what position that I think the Cowboys got to go and, and get. I think they do need to get one, you know, in the middle rounds. 
Uh, I think I think it's time to draft a running back in a, a decent spot, fourth, fifth round. How many picks do we have? Uh, you got me. I think yeah. I think I think you've got your seven. I you know I I don't know. Yeah. I think I think they've lost one. And I can't remember why. Yeah, I, for some reason six popped right up. I thought they. I think were. and I think they'll probably get a compensatory. So they're probably going to be right at seven. Yeah. Now this obviously you've heard that this isn't a quarterback rich draft, which we're obviously not in the market for one of those. But with Dalton Schultz, I didn't ask this question, but Dalton Schultz could could possibly leave in free agency as well. Does tight end become that need that you you want to get yeah. Will McClay uh, on and say, hey, let's get us one of yeah, these guys? I think so. I mean, because I, I also, what are you going to do with Jarvin? I mean, he's got he's got some money that you could get rid of. I mean, if you want to, or if you want to just ride this thing out and say, hey, he was the guy. And, you know, first year coming back from ACL is always kind of tough. Um, and, and see, you know, if he'll if he'll be the guy next year. But I mean, I don't like I don't like losing Schultz. But I do think whoever you bring in, you can. I mean, I, I think this offense is not built around Schultz. It's built around the other guys, and those guys are going to benefit from it. So I think you let Schultz walk. I think I think you have to. You let him walk. I, the reason being is it's it's not a capability thing in terms of that position. It's a can you get Jarwin to turn his dog on motor on. That's really all it comes down to. I don't think there's anything that Schultz does that Jarwin is incapable of doing. It's, you know what I mean? You guys understand yeah, what I'm getting yeah. at? It's not a talent thing. I saw they need to have an offseason with Jarwin. Say, hey, bro, we gave you the bag. Now it's time for you to start cashing this thing in. And I think that's a discussion that has to be had with him. I think he needs to get his motor going. I think he has to have, have a willingness and a want to in terms of in the, in the, in the blocking game. Um, that's something that they are going to expect of him. Schultz isn't a great blocker. Schultz isn't the greatest of receivers. He's not the greatest of yak yardage. There's nothing great about Schultz, but he was just effective. So I think you can ask that same thing of Jarwin, especially when you've already cut the check to him. Yeah, especially in, in a season where you needed some great tight end play with blocking. We never got any of that. So obviously so many things coming down the road. We got a big time draft coming. And the 2022 Dallas Cowboys are going to look a lot different than this year's squad. So look, stay with us. We'll be right back here on Talking Cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. 
Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR expert and find out what SLR can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor. Hello. I understand why his mic flip is so good. It's, it's, he has a stiffer mic than, than my mine's is a little bit looser over there. I have some WD forty on mine. His is like like you gotta force it now. No, that that, that mic is about to fall apart, so be oh, careful okay. with it. No disrespect. This is the Mickey mic. My fault. <laughs> oh, we already know what it's called. <laughs> this mic is messed up because of Hellman. Oh. I think. Hellman likes it. Every time he talks, he's got to get in there like he's a DJ, and he's got to move it and shake it. And like, like you're not comedian. doing anything. He's like, like, a, like a comedian. Like an R&B yeah. singer. Exactly. Yeah. So so like over here. Eddie Murphy on Raw. <laughs> you just put David Hellman in the Jodeci category, David. and I can't unsee it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Hey, Come way, and I, talk to me, David Hellman. From a previous segment, by the way, I looked up, uh, you were right on Jake the Snake's uh, that's crazy. Yes. That is he nuts. actually had two, huh? two snakes. Do you know what the second snake was named? Not a chance. No. Damien 2? No, it's Ludacris. Or, oh. uh, 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 or excuse me. Lu- uh, Lucifer. 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 Yes. I kind of remember that now. Lucifer. This is unbelievable, man. I I, Nick is. Oh, be, oh it stops at like 1989, and then it's over. Then it's I'm over. Like, oh, yeah. After 89, what happens? He knows yeah. all the Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, who's John Kena? <laughs> right. It, oh, okay. Paw Patrol. Hey, man. Dora the Explorer. Those are my people. Hey. But guys, Mm-mm. I got to get down. Chase is on the case, though. Yeah. He's always been on Philippe, the case. Boy, I'm telling you, on every case. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. So, I got a game I want to play with you guys. It's called Moving On, Grooving On. A slow down gym shoes. Oh yeah, I got slow it. Slow down gym shoes. Got it. Yeah. A slow down gym shoes. All right. If we need to wait a minute, there may be something a little bit more that we can add to this. Stop so, the presses. Stop the presses. All right. So, first player that I get to, two players. I'm going to combine them together. Okay. Randy Gregory mm. versus Dorrance Armstrong. Versus. Mm-hmm. Are you moving on, grooving on, from Randy Gregory? Are you slow down gym shoes on Randy? Oh, man. I hate to say this. Come on. I'm moving on. Do it. Do it now. I'm moving on. Are you serious? I am. What You have been the biggest Randy Gregory yeah. supporter for many years. No, I've been a day. big fan uh, of his, and, and I, I love his story. I love what he's been able to do. But, you know, you can't keep everyone, and he's not going to take a discount, nor should he. And so – I, I I don't know. I just think I think I think you have to move on. I mean, unless you're going to do something with Tank, uh, but I think I'd rather have Tank than than Greg. I don't I don't want to move on with him. I think he's he's outstanding. But 
I just I don't know. I didn't see a lot of production there at the end. The penalties are still a problem, and you can't sign everyone. That's really the main thing for me. Move on. You're moving on. Got to move on. I like it. Yeah. I tell you, here's the thing. Jerry Jones, though, doesn't want to do that. No. He doesn't want to. He, he he stood by him for a long time, yep. and when no one else was, and so that's his dude. Yeah, it's gonna. That's and, and the thing, Randy loves Dan Quinn too. I mean, he that's the first thing he talked about in training camp. Like, love this guy. So, I don't know. I mean, you might have a shot, but I just I can't compete with these other teams. But I, I you know, I don't know. You think these other teams are gonna just be backing up, backing up the truck? I don't. I don't, but I don't. I still don't believe that Dallas is in a position to pay him even on a little bit of a discount. You just can't do it unless they get rid of Amari Cooper. Yeah, All right? that's that's yeah. So Dorrance Armstrong, your defensive end, you've had him on your on your roster for. Well, have we time. already moved on from we, Randy? We're gonna move on. We're gonna move yeah, on. Man, we're gonna, I think that's we gotta, what he does. I think we got a groove. Yeah, with him. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong is gonna piss people off. I can promise you that. That's just my prediction. Third day of free agency. Schultz will be out the door, Gregory out the door, Curse maybe, and then they're going to hit him with the door to Armstrong. And even though that's going to be a good solid signing, people are going to be pissed. You know, they're like, this guy, Dorrance. his four and a half sacks or whatever he's got, you know, they're not going to be happy about it. Even though you got to have good solid players like that, defensive ends that can play special teams and do that. I mean, he, he's kind of a, one of those core players, but I just, you know, I think you have to keep him if you're not going to sign Randy. Now, my next group of players to move in on, grooving on, or slow down gym shoes, is DeMonte KZ and versus Keanu O'Neal. Mm. Are you moving on, grooving on from KZ? I'm moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Why so dramatic? This is, this this is, is my radio voice. This is radio. <laughs> you can't play. You can't out radio. <laughs> no, you no, I absolutely cannot. Or how? Yeah, that's, that's like that's like yeah. That's it's like Icy Haynes right there. It's all good. But mm-hmm. what, what, what about you for Demonte KZ? Well, I think I'm gonna evaluate this position and. Um, Are I'm you go- doing Kyle? Right I don't now? know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you said that. <laughs> I always wonder that about Kyle. Like, do you ever turn it off? I mean, do you ever just say, "I'll take a Big Mac and a six-piece nuggets, please." <laughs> I'll take a sprite with that. Thank you. He never turns it off. I'm I sorry that I did not hit the sponsor with that. I apologize. <laughs> he, he definitely never turns Reaching it off. Reaching under the stalls. Can you spare a square? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, is that you? <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> don't, don't, don't reach under the stall, dog. Uh, no, that's just, no. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> Kyle, can I have your autograph? Yeah, pass the pin. <laughs> You're acting like he doesn't keep one with him. Oh, man. <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Watch he's out, not, people. He's, <laughs> he's not like Heckman signing autographs in the bathroom. Oh, man. All right. So what about Keanu O'Neill, Nick? No, I'm... Bye. What's what's that? Moving on. We moving. Uh, no, nah, that that didn't work. I don't think. Mm. I don't think it worked out. Maybe. I think it did. I think it worked out. I don't think that is a position that you can't fulfill what he did. 
That's all. That's the only reason why I look at that, right? You look at what you got to pay a veteran versus what you'd be paying for a young guy. I think you can get that same productivity out of out of somebody who's younger now. Now that the guys have a year under their belt with right. Dan Quinn, right? And the main reason why you brought those guys in was because of their understanding to help launch this thing with Dan Quinn as the leader on the defense <laughs> side of the ball. Now you have that year under your belt. Guys are understanding of the of the system. I think you can now walk away from those guys if they're asking for too much. You do need some linebackers, somebody. Somebody's got to play linebacker because I don't think it's going to be Leighton. Yeah. I mean, you know, nope. I mean, Leighton needs to play with somebody that – I mean, I think Leighton needs to go into, like, the AFC North. I mean, I really do. I think he needs to go to a team or, that faces running styles like, like we saw against the 49ers. He played well in that game. He had some nice plays. It was a physical matchup. But when you're going up against these these offenses that are throwing the ball around, that's not his well, thing. He's a box linebacker. Right. He needs and, and I think he needs to go in a division where it is a little bit more like that. I mean, I, I So my next group were going to be Jerron Curse and Leighton Vanderesh, but you've already got the Leighton. Yeah, so I'm saying I, I you're think, yeah. moving on from I'm I'd move on from him. Um move on. What about Jaron Curse? Do you pay premium for Jaron Curse? I think this is the slowdown. Define premium. <laughs> premium. Slowdown gym shoes. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a moment brought to you by slowdown gym shoes. I don't even know what this means. Let's, let's slow down. Right. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the slowdown gym shoes. If I'm using that correctly, you I are. think I think that you I think have it's an to SDGS. I mean, I think you just have to call it that. Uh, it's it's so popular. You just call it SDGS, right? Slow down gym yeah, shoes. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm going to supposed to be with the J. <laughs> get the bracelet. <laughs> you hit it so, so fast. Jesus I was just like, okay, yeah, I go with that. <laughs> um, I think you need him on the roster. I did too. I think the, I think the, your your best opportunity to retain him just happened this past week. Yeah. My, All new, right. my new nickname for him is AK-27. AK-27. Like he's I like an ass kicker. I like that. He's an ass kicker. I like it. That's now, what he is. I mean, he brings attitude, and he doesn't care. I mean, and leadership. Really, it, that's what I'm saying. He brings that, and he doesn't care whose defense it is. You know, Tank was out for so long, whatever. Yeah. Somebody needs a leader, and he steps up and, and does that. I, I think – I think he's needed on this roster. Yeah, I'm grooving on with him. I think his impact, obviously no one went during two-a-days or thought that he was going to make the impact that he did, and he came out of nowhere yeah. and absolutely became a star on, on this squad. But yeah. I, this is one for Nick. I really hope that this infuriates you. Uh, uh, Leo Collins to left guard. Ooh. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If he's, if. If he's, if. If he's going to do it. I yeah. mean, if he's going to do it, this is a huge offseason for him. Um, but you know what, though? That's a, that, that, that's a lot of money you can save there. He, he very well could be in the moving on because if you look at his contract, especially post-June 1, uh, you'd have to clarify him as a, or designate him post-June 1. You save about $10 million there. Wow. So I don't know if you would even want to pay that for your left guard. Who hasn't done it in five or six years? Right, so that'd be a slow down gym shoes for you yeah. to possibly get, get something in in return because you don't just let him walk, do you? I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, you trade him, but you can't trade somebody post June one. Uh. So it, it it is a big difference there. As you save like two or three this year, and you save ten. So I, if you're going to do it, you'd have to do it in a post June one, and I don't think that'd be a trade part of it. But I don't know with Tyron's situation. I mean, I think you got to have three tackles. You got to have three tackles. You you do. I mean, Lyle might be in a situation where you actually do cut the guy post June one, like not just designate him that because wow. you wait till training, you wait till the, the draft, you mm-hmm. see what you got. Oh, you ended up getting a guy at twenty four who's a left tackle can play a little bit of guard. 
He's your third guy with Steele and uh, Tyron. Maybe not in that order, but Tyron and Steele. And then, you know, maybe you, you can you can part ways. But I want to hear what, what Isaiah says about the left guard part. Do you like that? I don't like him going to left guard because then you have to try to find a tackle. And I think it's a lot easier to find a guard than it is to find a tackle. So I think that you keep your bookends where they are. You, you address your center and your left guard position with some uh, either some competition at the center position Definitely need to find a veteran left guard, not a rookie. You can get a rookie and develop him unless he's an do- absolutely just beast and dog that you know he's going to come in there and just, just power drive, guys. You need to get a veteran in there because you don't need yeah. Dak questioning his – you don't need anything else on his plate in terms of him having question marks regarding yeah. what his capabilities are or Kellen Moore. You don't need to take out all the excuses. Look, Kellen, listen, there's, there's protection. Now what? You know who they need? They need – and the old Cowboy fans will get this. You guys will get this. They need Kyle Kozar. Yeah. They need that guy that's going to be cheap in free yeah. agency. He's been around. Maybe it hasn't worked out. He comes here. He was the worst player on that offensive line. Absolutely. And one of the best players yep. still because that was a talented line. Yes, it was ridiculous. And it was a big line. That's the thing Huge. they got to go back to. I mean, look at the center. The center was Andre Girard. 330. Right? You know, but then you had Leonard Davis, which was it was a country, and then you, I mean, Flo. right, flow, and then Mark Colombo, who was just zip a, code. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Colombo was just like, I mean, if he wasn't playing football, he'd have that black T-shirt on outside the club that just said staff. You know, yeah. he's just a bouncer. He's just ready yeah. to fight people. Yeah, that's the guy that you don't. Not yeah. show your ID. Right. Here's my ID, sir. I just want to get in safe. <laughs> Leather vest on. Ask Joe Judge, right? <laughs> Ask Joe Judge. It's Chris. Yeah, buddy. Ask Joe Judge. This is so <laughs> the last <laughs> last guy. You forgot about that. Yeah, no, I, Joe Judge sure didn't. So then you're fine with Terrence Steele at the right tackle position. I'm not fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. You hold your breath every time, but um, you're grooving though. But yeah, I mean. You didn't even mention Terrence Steele. He's not. You keep your tackles. You keep your tackles. Terrence Steele could be a, a your swing tackle, once again, backup. But you want Tyron and you want Lyle in there, and you need to ensure that your tackle – it's too hard to find good tackles. It's too hard. Even if, they're, even if they're not what they were, they're still better than what you could probably find. Well, let's start looking, though. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. This but year? Yeah, absolutely. You do. Now, you, I'm not saying you don't address it by bringing somebody in to start developing them, but in terms of finding somebody that can just walk in and be your starter, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a really a reality right yeah. now. From the guy that is ready to mortgage our future, Isaiah, yeah. stand back, Throw ready to put it all online. Guys, this has been fun. Been I really appreciate it. Cool. Uh, talking Cowboys <laughs> episode 580. Uh, Chris Beam in the back, thank you so much. And to Nick Eatman, thank you for standing no problem, there for man. pushing P Island, Rob Phillips, and obviously my guy here, Hello. Isaiah Standback, and for Talking Cowboys, and Kyle Yomes, I have to throw him in there as hey, well. Wait. This has been Talking Cowboys. We'll see you next Tuesday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?